guys. To another episode <sighs> of Reality the Pie. Uh yeah, I'm I'm uh thoroughly stuffed, but welcome to another episode of Reality the Podcast, guys. Um I am Tammy and she's gonna be high today, clearly. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying I don't have anything special to add. I'm just I'm just here. Uh yeah. Well, I I just actually got back, which you know tomorrow will be her birthday, so I guess we can give the birthday shout out now and kill two birds with one stone. I just got back from my birthday dinner with my good cousin Tyra. Uh, and, uh, uh it is definitely um, Virgo season. Um, she turned four years old today. I, I'm proud. I'm yeah, you know what I'm saying. She she turned four. You know, she turns four tomorrow actually, but. You are- um, you know, everybody needs to celebrate their big fourth birthday, you know, and God bless her and her ministry. I'm proud of her. And, you know, shout out to another, you know what I'm saying, decade, my nigga. Um, but we went Hopefully to the Hopefully, world gets together and I can celebrate mine somewhere with palm trees and sand and half naked men with pineapple drinks or coconut. I'm, I'm well. Actually, I did all of those things with the exception of one. When we went to Bahama Breeze, the one out there is in Schaumburg. And they have these big coconut drinks with rum in them and the little straw and the, you know. Hey, listen, it's a way they do love a time. We're going to have to go. Um, but did that. Um, I don't really have anything else that we've done that is exciting because, you know, the world is shit. Um, I ain't even got all of that. I'm just tired. That's all I have. That's all I freaking have is tired. Oh, no, we did go to the coach place on, on, on Friday. That was fun. And I took my baby for a spin today, and I got lots of compliments. Ooh, do you like the feel of it? I do. My brother mm-hmm. almost stole it from me. He's like, is this you, brother? I'm like, it is. How you do You better tell him to get his own bag. I told him they got a whole men's side. (laughs) You can get a bag and some shoes to me. Damn sure a nice wallet. All of that. All of that chill. All that chill. And they got good prices. And there's always a sale in there because it's the outlet. There you go. Um, Hell, even I came home and changed my purse right onto the one that... um, yeah, he got me. Sure did. I, everything came up as soon as we didn't heat the door good, and I had put all. I didn't do it till last night. Like I was busy typing papers all weekend, and then Sunday night I just didn't have the energy to do it. So I did last night. She's cute. She's functional. She holds lots of stuff. I I I made a good purchase. Yeah, I'm no very what? happy with my bag. Shout out to the good people at Coach for making things happen. Um, I didn't think I was going to like a backpack, and I love it. I love that, too. I love it. My, my the, the computer that I won on Lucky Chances, shout out to Lucky Chances, can fit in the one that I got. And I was like, well, if that can fit in here. Then well, that was one of my reasons for wanting a backpack, because I want to start carrying my iPad so I can work on my artwork, my Mac, and I couldn't do that 
with the purses that I usually carry. Okay. Yeah, I'm a crossbody clutch girl. I don't really carry a big bag. Yeah. I'm pretty much a I'm a I'm definitely a crossbody girl, but my crossbodies are huge. So they fit all kinds of things in there, but it just doesn't feel right to put a computer in there, motherfucker. But listen, we've got if I could get it in there, I would. My like my switch can fit in my um my crossbody, but not my iPad. I can't fit that. Yeah, because it's an iPad, you know. Well, enough of that. Let's go and get to the bullshit. You got any church announcements? Uh, look, y'all. Did y'all watch the VMAs last night? I did I, not. I did not. I either. did not. <laughs> but apparently, Madonna out here letting that thing thing. She she done allegedly got her some booty implants. Go and do yourself a favor and Google Madonna VMAs booty. All right, hold on. I got you. Go ahead, keep going. And y'all, it's one of you. You see it, Madonna ain't have all that cake back there, girl. You, you did not. But you know, she always had like to some brothers. You know, she went with, she went with um Dennis Rodman. She went with Tupac, and Tupac liked her. He just couldn't rationalize explaining to his boys. Oh, she fucking Madonna. You see, she did that. She did not have no cake back there. I am a habitual booty watcher. I done knew that. Oh, shit. Yo, we do. Gotta... She's slugging in this picture. Hmm. Meanwhile, Haley and Chloe look amazing. Oh, Those young about. ladies are really growing up into something that I am going to be happy to watch and see. Mm-hmm. Chloe, Chloe and Haley are, are, are quite possibly some of I the most love, talented. I love them. The, some of the most talented young ladies out here. And they just so happen to be beautiful on top of that. And they act and they sing and they dance. And, you know, Chloe didn't got out here after the busted challenge and really showed us who she is, honey. And I stand. Look, there's nothing wrong with growing into you know, an adult. And I think that people misconstrued it with a lot of these child stars like Chloe and Haley and uh, Justin Timberlake's that were on uh, um, Mickey Mouse Club, Britney Spears. They keep them in this childlike formality. No, man, they don't grow up. And Chloe and Haley are doing the same shit. Y'all oh, so Travis was out there letting that thing poke poke too. These hmm. young ladies celebrate. Tessa Thomas, she was a good girl. Was Tati- was Tatiana Taylor there? I didn't see Tatiana Taylor. Um, Shakari oh, Tatiana. Richardson was there. Tiana she was Taylor. really nice. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I don't know what Kim Kardashian was on. I don't even want Next. Alicia Keys looked good. Um, Rihanna, Tiana Taylor was there. And girl, yes, yes, and yes. Y'all going on over to the shade room and see her in all of her glory. Really? Tiana on there? Yes. Shakari Richardson was there. J-Lo was giving me vibes. AOC was there. Shout out to AOC. Bam, bam, y'all bam, bam. what I'm talking about. She's one of our Congress ladies. Gabrielle Union, stunning as always. Oh, yeah, well. 
Sierra was sitting and letting him know that she still got that thing. Mary she was giving me life just stripped and go, honey. And Taraji was giving us a little piece of booty. It was a wonderful night. Black people came out and showed out last night at the Met Gala. Oh, Iman sold the motherfucker show. That 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 gown get up what flaw. I have nothing, not a negative thing to say. The Met Gala was amazing. Oh my God! Look at go look at Erica Badu, girl. Our peoples have stepped out. They look good. Good. You hear me? Venus Williams. Have y'all seen that commercial? I think it's a direct TV commercial, and it's Venus Williams dressed up as Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, it's a Verizon commercial. I believe. I don't know. I don't give a fuck who. Y'all almost had a customer. Yo. Because it keeps going back and forth and back and forth and they're trying to display um, how fast it, it, you can go back and forth and then it kind of morphs itself to where Venus is, the, uh, Serena is, the, um, is, is uh, Wonder Woman. I said, that's not a bad idea. It, it's not. She looks good. Um, our good stuff our good sis, Uzo Aduba, who played Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. got married to her, her husband, Robert Sweeting. He's a oh. film director, and they are married and happy and love. Congratulations, sis. Amen. Oh, I love me some Crazy Eyes. She got a show on HBO. I can't remember the name of it. Don't ask me, because I said I wasn't going to watch it. She's a therapist. And the way that she is psychoanalyzing herself and these people and busting them down and they break past, I ain't getting down there with you. But but uh, uh, Miss, well, her new last name is Sweden. She do a good motherfucking job. Let me tell you that. Oh, she's a wonderful actress, and she's gorgeous. I love her. Oh, stunning. She's Speaking gorgeous. of stunning, Machine Gun Kelly lost his mind at the VMAs and thought he could fight Conor McGregor. Look, sir, Conor might get his ass whooped by professionals, but you—that's not you. You gonna end up getting dead. Wait, say that one more time. I don't think I heard you right. They they got into some sort of verbal altercation and Machine Gun Kelly ran up on Conor McGregor. Here's the thing about Machine Gun Kelly, though. Here's the thing about Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not a big fan of Conor McGregor because he said and done some things. Ooh, child, get (laughs) up. Machine Gun Kelly really is who the fuck he say he is. That nigga is from Detroit. I know I called him a nigga. I understand that, and I'm gonna keep going. He is from Detroit. He from I believe he said he from Nine Mile. That nigga is the truth. So I don't know if professionally trained versus street is gonna hold up. But no shade. I'd like to see it. <laughs> Girl, they supposed to be coming out with a Matrix 4. Let me tell y'all something. I can't watch the Matrix. It puts me to sleep. I fall asleep at the same part when they get to the part in the first one where they taking them tubes out of a needle and taking them, I guess, out of the Matrix. 
I fall asleep on this shit. I think it's the sound of suction cups to just this the, the sound they make when they start taking in love me right out. I can fast forward to that part and go and right to sleep. Right to sleep. <laughs> and I always wake up and he be climbing up the building and I'll never know how he got there. Have you ever seen it though? Like have you ever tried to like get past that? Yeah. Part? I have slept it off, fast forwarded to that point and put the matrix on and fell right to sleep like I had wasn't refreshed. I took coffee, huh. I smoked the TV. <laughs> I fast forward to the fast forward to that point in that movie. Press play. <sighs> and I wake you up know. and kneel on the Every time, every time, I've even tried to fast forward past that part. I it's something about it. Got to be something like some secret set that the CIA to put into the disc. Not my ass out every time. That must be when the aliens come down and probe you and see if you a worthwhile human or something. Who knows? I wish they had probed my bank account though. Oh, apparently. There's some recent videos of Mena with her ex-husband out together, and they look real cozy. You so, mean Mena on Atlanta? On, you mean in, wait, okay. Who and Mena? Safari. Uh, uh, Did she just? Okay, I'm confused. I, I guess I'm, I guess I get to my confusion when we we do love and hip hop Atlanta, or are we doing that now? You know what? Let's get into it. All right. One more quick shot. One more quick like church announcement. And I don't know how she feels about this, but I guess you'll hear about it now and or we'll talk about it later. Who knows? But um, ABC is putting out a new show called Queens. The starring cast is Eve, Notori. Y'all know her as, as Tasha on, on Power. Uh, Natalie Vasquez and Brandy Norwood are all four going to be in this dramatic series on ABC called Queen. It's are you asking, on- are we covering Queen? Listen, I wouldn't mind if we did if we didn't, but we'll talk about it off air. I just needed y'all to know that our I Queen think y'all know we watching it. <laughs> we just need to decide if we're going to cover that shit. And depending on what you chose, fall, it's a good yeah. It might be. Oh, I don't know, cause we're supposed to be getting insecure. That's right. But we should be done with these hip hop fighting. We might be able to do it. We'll see. Who knows? Queen insecure. That sounds like a good night of reality. That's some good content right there. All right, let's get to loving hip hop Atlanta. Uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta season 10, episode 11, Facing, well, Face the Music. Uh, okay. Um, Scrap went to go talk to uh, Mama D. She was doing that. Um, well, she go. That's her son. She got to look out for him. Yeah, but you know Mama D got to, okay. I'm not you know he's stupid. Mama, I'm not saying that Mama D was wrong for telling him what she heard. I'm saying that Mama D has a way of saying things, and it sounds like she's being petty. 
she's you not. Know what we know me she's though. not. But she got a way of saying shit, and it be like, Mama, why you gotta be so fucking petty? You know what had tickled me though? When they had crap in the confessional, he was like, I do understand y'all. I know my mama. When she wanna talk about some shit, y'all people, y'all get sit down. When my mama wanna talk to me about some shit, and it's probably some shit she and some deal that she need to be out of, she cooked. So when I got there and saw the spread, I knew what was up. <laughs> I was like, Mama D, she started fake crying. Y'all <laughs> like know, the Judy. <laughs> wait, y'all know, y'all know that part on why did I get married when um they get back from the um vacation and Marcus gets home because he didn't got him a job and Angela gets is already there and she's cooked and he gets scared because he don't really know. What the fuck is in this food? So he go in the bathroom and he calls uh Janet Jackson's husband, Malik Yoba, I can't remember what his name is in the movie. But anyway, he's he's explaining everything to her, and the same way Scrappy said this was the way he said it. Man, she cooked. <laughs> I paused it right there. I was it. I was taken back. Like my mama wasn't like that. She just hit you with the heat wherever you was at. <laughs> just I just imagine I know somebody's gonna manipulate me every time I get there and they done cook. And I be hungry, so I'm gonna hear the shit. But <laughs> you ain't gotta do me like that. But is there some nana putting in the refrigerator? Let's talk. Let's talk about this. Uh, let's see. Uh, we had the little girl and her mama. Uh, she, mama really just, uh, yeah, yeah, these two. So she had like a little listening party or whatever. And at the listening party, she, well, for the listening party, she told her best friend that he could invite anybody, but she didn't really want a big group of people. Well, it turns out that he ended up inviting her mama, even though he know that they had some shit going on with each other. So when she when she gets to go talking to her mom at the at the event or whatever, they get into this big screaming match, and it's like, mom, like you just cannot take accountability, you know what I'm saying, for the things that you have done, and you want me to every time you know I tell you about it, you deflect and this and the and they have this huge argument in the middle of a listening party. So then afterwards, they kind it cuts back to them, and it's they're standing outside, and she's literally sobbing, and. To which her mama just kind of looks at her and breaks and says, oh, you know what? I know what you need in this moment. You need for me to just tell you I'm sorry in a hug. What? I mean, you, know, you, you could have did this shit five days ago and we wouldn't even have none of this content. We wouldn't have had to watch, sit and watch this. I I, I just didn't care. Hmm. I, I hate to say it like that. I just thought this is stupid. You mad because she called your sisters and asked, was you smoking drugs? You obviously was moving in the way that she was questioning if your ass was on drugs. Who else am I going to fucking ask? The internet? Yes. Sir. Um, That's your beef? Girl, bye. I'm trying to think anything else. Uh, okay, let's talk Safari and Mena. Now, you just said that Mena and Sir were recently spotted 
together. Being very cozy. Being very cozy. But in this particular episode of Love and Hip Hop, Mina starts out and she's still in the hospital. And Safari get back and guess who got their kid? Bambi. So Scrap gonna win there and he sorry, he's he's he goes in to talk to talk to Scrap. And Scrappy is telling him, bro, while I understand that y'all going through some shit, me and Bam ain't doing all that great neither, but you need to go see about your wife. Because this has gone too far. And so, Bambi come in, and she's reinforcing, I'm gonna tell you how she feels, because clearly, nigga, this is not, you're not understanding that what you did was wrong. This girl is in a hospital, dilated five centimeters, and she's only 24 weeks. That baby has not fully developed. And all she's seeing is your ass in clubs with your hands on these girls' asses and putting your dangling up against their booty while she's here and you out there with no ring on. But motherfuckers know who you are. You could just be nice and hospital and act like you got some fucking sense this nigga goes to the damn hospital stay there for 10 minutes one time she said and he admitted to it and she she said he said like another 20 minutes the other time but he gets upset because what she wants to talk about is not what he want to talk about she want to talk about what the fuck are you doing why are you out here embarrassing me and the reason and you're embarrassing me because I'm and and while you're embarrassing me it's it's putting me here in this hospital the shit that you're doing is affecting me. And all he want to do is talk about the baby. Girl, please. I Go ahead. I, I, I don't even have it for Safari no more. I, I guess just, I got the unpopular opinion tonight because I feel like men might have been tripping. I didn't feel like she was tripping. I, me, I'll tell you why. Okay. And it's very simple. Okay. You had to go to the hospital because you're distressing because of your baby. And you didn't call him and tell him. So I can't be mad he's not there. If you won't tell him what's going on. Wait a minute, girl. It's got to be one or the other. Okay. Because clearly the minute he found out that Scrappy had his daughter he was on the next thing smoking. But he shouldn't have had to find that out from scratch. You should have called him. Fuck whatever y'all was going through. I feel the same, like the same speech should have been given a minute. Fuck whatever y'all was going through. When it came down to that baby, you should have called him. Yeah. And I understand him. Then I'm here. I don't want to beef with you because our beef is why you're here. I just want to make sure you're good. The baby's good. You still want to argue. You can't have it all the left way. See, I felt like he 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 didn't do okay. I felt like they both have wrongs in this, right? They you should have you should have told them. Well, while I didn't really agree with him leaving her there, even though he knew the house had gotten robbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he should have came back for that. But, 
okay, maybe I'm wrong. He should have came back for that. He should have came back for that. And and that was another reason why she was in the hospital, too. Because she had gone through that traumatic event. He knew about that. He didn't come back. Then the next thing you see is your husband on the internet with his hand on something with some, on some big booty Judy. And we all, we all have seen Safari's dick pics. So there's that. <sighs> Bro. I, had to, I swear to God, I say this every episode. I now understand why Nicki Minaj left him. Yeah. He is a narcissist. It is all about him. Hmm. But ma'am, that's who you married. Come on now. It's not like he did what like he slipped the flipped the switch on you. That's who you married. Well that, to me it's like, okay. While Safari while well, and you said this last week too, Safari probably Safari is always gonna be good TV. He's always good TV because when he acting right, that shit is funny because he's got these things that he does and it's funny. But come on, bro, you ain't gotta be this much of a fuck nigga. It's like, <laughs> come on, man, you ain't gotta do all of this. I'm not saying that men is fully one hundred percent right because you know, hey, listen. Pregnant women are a lot. Bro, the little picture they posted that she talking about with him with the... I said, girl, that shit? I do more than that at the grocery store trying to get that. <laughs> <laughs> you be mad as fuck at me. <laughs> Just stay mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for 2004 and I ain't gonna miss the normal. This year. Speaking of studios, Love and Hip Hop Miami, season four, episode four. Keep it nasty. All right. Uh, do you want to save a model for last, or do you want to do the Florence thing last? Hmm. Florence. No, let's save a model for last. Okay. So, um, trick. <laughs> Trina do what he do it. well. Trina, Trina, Trina did planned a surprise birthday party for Joy. In this, jo, they he sorry, a Trina invited Joy's new boyfriend. Trick is there, so is Bobby's messy ass. And oh God. Bobby was so plastic. Messy. Oh my God, that's the plastic. He was so plastic. Please stop cutting up your face. Please, because you used to be handsome. I don't know what the hell you got going on now, girl. Anyway. He's a hair off of Siegfried and Roy. That's what it is. (laughs) Straight, stop it. He got booty and plans too. Just stop it. Oh, God. <clears throat> One um, of them got to have their face bit off by a lion or a tiger. They had tigers. And you looking like a blowfish. <laughs> he, he, he did look bloated. 
You look swollen. You must have just got some work done. Stop it. Just let, right. the, let the Botox and the okay. Rejuvedum let it relax. Okay. All right. Let me get through this story because this one right here is going to keep me going and we're going to be here for two hours and I don't want to be. Um. So, at the party, everybody is there. Trick is walking down the hallway. When he walked down the hallway, Joy's new boo walk in. But Joy knew boo kind of shoulder check Trick as he walking down the hallway. Oh, soft ass, puss ass bitch. <laughs> so, so Trick get back to the table where everybody at and he like, hey yo, does this nigga not know who the fuck I am? Meanwhile, Bobby in there talking with Joy in the new book. So Bobby, being the messy queen that he is, says, "Oh, so you ain't gonna introduce your new boo to your husband?" I said, "You messy bitch." <laughs> I mean, inquiring minds wanted to know. No shade. It was a great question. Great question. And she just kind of piddle-paddled around it. You know, they know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she don't know that he just shoulder checked Trick in the hallway. Trick. Girl, mm-hmm. I'm over these people. What are your thoughts? I'm over it. Joe, oh, Joy, please. He ugly. He's, no way. No. You you could... RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, Suki got arrested for beating somebody up. Okay. You, look, you ran up on my, you run up on me on my shit, I'm whoop your ass too. The look, fuck? You ran up on me on my shit and you was talking about my kids and you thought I wasn't gonna beat your ass? What you thought what you thought was gonna happen? A full whooped ass. That's what she was getting. Now the whole now the whole episode, she avoiding talking to her mama because she think her mama gonna say, Oh, you shouldn't have did that, da 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 da. But her mama get on the Wait, let's go back to kill Will. Will kill. <laughs> that motherfucker's my MVP in this fucking episode. <laughs> come on, here, Come on, Will. <laughs> he took it to the pawn shop, right? <laughs> Did you have anything in here, right? <laughs> it was so ghetto. I, I, I was so with it, though. <laughs> I was with this shit. Ten toes down. So when he take her to the pawn shop and he tell her you can have anything in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like you stunt, you know what I mean? He like, yo, ain't you gonna call your mama? <laughs> she like, nah, I want him. She gotta say da da da. He like, oh, okay, let me take this phone call outside real quick. He get on the phone with her mama. <laughs> he open the door and say, Hey, Suki, mama on the phone. <laughs> What a setup! <laughs> oh, I was gagged. I agree with you. He can have a shout out for the episode Ooh. too. Lord. That's look, that's her man, huh? And she loved him. And you know what? To be honest with you, he know what's best for her. He said, "Listen, bitch, you need to talk to your mama." And the crazy part about it is, he was right because still, her mama got on that phone and was like, "What happened?" I saw you from your mugshot. 
She said, yeah, when well, the bitch came up, she ran up at my house. She was talking about talking about my kids in my house, so I beat up. To which her mama said, all right, then. Maybe we can sell some t-shirts off that motherfucker. I mean, I buy one. I mean, too. Come on, mama. get Come through with the merch. Hmm. Great and great idea. Um, let's see. We doing a modern last. Okay, so Florence. This girl, God bless her. Okay, Florence is one of the newbies on Miami. She's married to this guy. He is pretty attractive, and he has three kids in the center there. Well, last week, her and her sister um was at the shop that she's going to be opening up. And her sister tells her that I am that her husband has been sleeping with her good Judy. So it cuts in this week, and she's like, "Well, how do you know about this?" And she was like, "Hey, bro, like you know, she came and told me. He came and told me, and he told me to be quiet about it." So Florence is like, "Well, why the fuck would you do that? Your loyalty lies with me. What the fuck?" And she's like, "Well, because he paid me to not uh-huh. tell you." Now, that should have been a moment where the producers would have had to jump up and get in the middle, because I'd have lost off on that ass. Thank you, Nene Page. Your loyalty's for sale? And you did that shit. Oh, I was just overdone. She probably one of the bitches been fucking her. So then this nigga, uh-huh, that's what I was, that's the show that I was thinking. So then this nigga gets to the crib, right? Because well, she's been ramp, she rode around Miami looking for this nigga because whatever it is, she need to tell him, she need to tell it to him right then. Well, turn out he at the crib. Just so happy he at the crib. She get there, she like, no, come on, step outside. Come on in the room. Uh, <laughs> let me holler at you, bro. Uh, I heard she said that you not only were paying my sister to tell her to shut the fuck up because she was banging one of her good Judy's. You been banging other bitches other than that Judy. So, what I'm gonna need you to do is go ahead and go right on into the sunset. Uh, we need to separate. God bless you and your ministry. Have a good night. Mama went in that house, took a shot of Hennessy and went on upstairs and went to bed. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have done it any better myself. <laughs> Only thing she didn't do was what Pastor said. That's it. So then mama say, you know what? Anything you can do, I can do better. And uh, go to the studio with this. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's apparently very like large in the, the in the oh god in the style of music that she does. He's been doing it for a while now. And the guy's kind of flirting with her. You like we not been watching you. Da da da. da. So she getting the she getting the booth or whatever. And she's like, I need a little help. See, getting a stand right here, right at the crack of her booty. Okay, and uh-huh. uh, and they in making these sounds that I don't know should have been aired on VH1. I mean, that shit was. I thought like- it was petty though. Oh, yeah, well, that was petty. That was petty. That was definitely petty. It was cute though. So if you're doing that for him to see to get a rise out of your husband, but well, I, I don't, I don't like to involve other people in my shit. What else, though? I mean, it's fair, but you could have told him that that's what Because that man might see this clip and then want to whoop that man ass for being mm-hmm. on his white booty like that. And you done brought that to him because he was being messy. He was being messy. 
I didn't see how that was going to make the situation better. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Like, it wasn't I saw nowhere to make it where that was going to be better. As a matter of fact, I think that it, that it, but I don't know too much about that world. Let's talk about it in her parents. Good grief. Okay. So, season, uh, season before that, I think it was season one. I'm not sure. But, uh, Amada has just re- rekindled the relationship with her father. And um, in that, he ended up having a big C. And um, during the quarantine, he ended up moving in with Amada and her mom in Miami. So in this time, Amada and her dad are going out. And she's asking him, well, you know... In the words of Rihanna, where have you been all uh, my life? And he's kind of he kind of goes, well, you know, listen, by the time I was finna come back, you know what I'm saying, your mama was already with this dude, you know what I'm saying, who was gonna come in and stop her, you know what I'm saying, from being great, you know what I mean? And she was like, well, when was you gonna come back? And he was like, well, by the time I ended up getting all of my papers and shit, it was like six months. Back it on up. Because mama Amada told her it, was, it had been five years. So, Amada hmm. then takes said information that dad tells her to mom. Mom is like, oh, I'm for the ghost. I'm, that nigga got to see me. <laughs> and this is exactly what happened. Amada went in there and told her mother in front of her father what he had said. And he looked at her mother and said, where's the lie? And Woo. she said, Nigga, you, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass because you in here talking slick and this bullshit that you know damn well didn't happen. Mama got up out of that motherfucking chair and threw the first thing she saw at that nigga face. You hear me? <laughs> Why do we watch this shit? And I, at that moment, I was like, he ain't lying. <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> She wouldn't oh, have said that if he was lying. She'd have just called him a fucking liar. Because because the way she threw what the fuck you tell her that shit for? You simple motherfucker, damn it. I'm supposed to be the angel. Tell him my name. <laughs> that might be the title. Sullying <laughs> my name, okay? Wow. Oh. She was not having that <sighs> at all whatsoever. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how good you could have put that shit. She was not having any of it. You heard me? Oh, and the way she it. pouted. The when way they made her sit down and keep her hands to herself. <laughs> Baby. And when production came in and spoke that Spanish to her, I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they said to her to get her to sit down like that. But it had to be something convincing. They was like, sit down or you ain't going to get paid for the day. Sit down and let us film this or you ain't getting paid for the day. And she sat there and fumed. Salt, honey. (laughs) Mama Salt. She was not happy about it. She she told you to go out quick to get that. That shit was funny. (laughs) 
shit was hilarious. I don't give a damn. almost had me in the feels at the end, though. Okay, because when she said the things that she's allowed men to do to her, what because she was seeking that relationship outside. Yeah, she caught me in the feels there. I wanted to tell her she's still doing it because that controlling ass nigga that's trying to get her to change her whole life and move down to Dominican Republic and be his baby mama machine and get you to use what notoriety you have left to get these this business of his this real estate and shit going. Girl, bye. You're doing it again. Well, your mama trying to save you from yourself, and you ain't trying to hear that shit. I'm out of one of them girls that lose her whole self of being when she get a man. Everything mm. be about us, them, 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 us, us, us. I, you, he like eggs, you like eggs. You ain't never like the eggs, ho. <laughs> Don't lose yourself. To be with Please this motherfucker. Like, he alright too, but he ain't. Mm. I don't give a fuck how mad you are. I mean, you better have took me to the airport. Hmm. Period. Buy me no fucking Uber. No, I ain't changing shit for a nigga that's gonna put me in the Uber. What the fuck? And she's still thinking about going back and dealing with this nigga. She didn't. Your mama didn't already. Told you. Your mama didn't already told you that uh, your daddy's that nigga that's sitting in front of you. I don't know why you. I don't know what else you need me to tell you, but you don't do know that that is your father standing in front of you that you trying to front from. That's him. He just looks. He's just in a different package, but that's him. I'm telling you, stay away from him. But you ain't trying to hit me. Her mother's had an issue, take has has, has taken issue with a lot that she fuck with because she see her father and them people. That's why her mama be yeah. like, "Nah, bro, that ain't the move for you." And all the time, you know who you fuck, you was fucking on. You know, she just mad that her, her her six month bullshit came out today. Oh, she's mad about that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, she was mad about that. I ain't never seen nobody be that mad about some shit. Because that put a chink in her armor. Sure enough did, honey. I've been the one that was five years when he came back. No, he came back after six months. You had a new, you had another nigga. You had a new bae, so what the fuck was he supposed so to do? So he went on to Puerto Rico. And got lost in the fields. I don't know what you want me to tell you. That's the nigga I might have got memories of leaving. Hmm. And he still wrong with two left shoes, but mama, you got some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, personally, I don't even think it's her big... I don't think I might have need to know all that about her parents being, you know, but... Because if the man went down to Puerto Rico for six months and got everything established and came back for you, and you had a new man, wait a minute. Mhm. That's you. I don't know if that's got anything to do with Shorty, but uh, maybe we'll find out. We got a lot of uh, love and hip hop to go uh, uh, Miami to go. A lot of that. Uh, we'll be glad when they get done with this Atlanta. All right. Well, you want to do a uh, drag race now? Or you want to do a break? Go ahead. Let's do a little drag race because there's not much to talk about. Sure, nothing. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season Six, Episode Twelve. This is our country. Okay, let's cut to the bullshit, y'all. This is the finale, and <laughs> the four queens in the finale are uh, Eureka, Ginger Minj, Kylie, and Kylie Sonique Love. Let me not disrespect her. And Raja O'Hara. The girls, 
Um, basically, do this song um, with, I believe it was Tammy. Um, she's an old country singer too, but she just like ended up getting her first Grammy like not too long ago. But she's been in country for years, and a great country singer too. I've heard some. I've heard her songs before. We've all heard her songs before. And uh, she, so the girls end up doing this like country song, and um, you want to start with Eureka? Oh, Eureka! I mean, I liked her in the video. I was first confused. I was thrown by the Maria Antoinette, Antoinette thing, but because she had wrote it in her verse, I was like, "Oh, okay, well that makes sense." And I didn't dislike her performance. I did love her performance. I thought it was I very she was okay. But it was all right. For what it was. For what it was. Uh, Ginger Minge. Um, it was flat for me. It was okay. Her lyrics were cool. But... Um, her performance was flat. It was all right to it. It wasn't her best performance. I'll put it that way. I don't know. It wasn't. And this was the one that needed to be your best performance. Yeah. Kylie was next. She's not good. I couldn't take my eyes off of her in the video. Oh. She knocked it out of the park. Her and Raja. I was yes and yes. Going into the runway. I had eliminated Eureka, Eureka, and Gingerman. Me too. The one way, of course, was, you know, extravaganza. It's the finale. Bring your ass out here in your best and your best gown shit. You know what I'm saying? Eureka um wore oh, she had that beautiful purple uh like uh, like this purple crown this thing, but it was like a nude like gown. But it had like oh, her gown for the like now it was stunning. It was beautiful. That's the best I've ever seen Eureka look. It was beautiful. And then Ginger did something different finally, and it was like this asymmetrical shape, but it was it was like kind of like. It looked like origami leaves, the way they kind of origami paper, the way they put the dress together. That's the best I've seen Ginger all season. Mm, I can agree, but I feel like I liked everybody else's look better. Kylie did the the American flag, but it was straight up Kylie, honey. Mama had legs for days. Mama had her sickening wig, honey. Mama was beat to the heavens in E A R T H. Um, I I could take my eyes off that girl this week. I cannot take my eyes off her. Um, and then Raja with this gorgeous purple gown with a split up to her hoo-ha, honey. Oh my I don't. I, I, her tuck is amazing. That's all I got to say. You you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know there was nothing up there. That that it was flawless. Gorgeous. <clears throat> For me, going into this 
final lip sync, I'm only looking at Raja and Kai. Yes. And I think that something happened in the lip sync that distinguished Kylie and Raja. In the final lip sync, they lip sync to Lady Gaga. Um, did you write it down? Nope. I didn't. Well, they listen to Lady Gaga, yeah. And there is a moment where Kylie slips on that boa that she had. And instead uh-huh. of taking the L, she turned it into a flip. And when she did that, I said, that's America's next um, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star. That's her. It's right there. There it is. She rebounded really, oh my God. really good on that moment. And I was like, ooh, almost didn't look like a slip. But it was. That was it. She was gonna and no shade to Roger, because I ain't gonna lie, she was over there lip syncing D House down. That, but I said it last week, she should have sent Kylie home. Yeah, because you knew if they got any way to possibly make the next winner of RuPaul's Drag Race trans, they was gonna do it. They pushed real hard for it in season 11. Came close, but got Mick just didn't land that plane for him. Got real close. I said it. I was sent home Ginger Minj. I said, but no. Smart, you sent home that Kylie. This is a competition, baby. Eureka, you might have had a shot against Ginger Minj and Raja. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I ain't say she was gonna beat him, but that you had a shot. You had a shot, but it was it it was for definitely this. If Kylie had not been there, Raja would have won. Yeah, because I think that what a lot of what they were saying is absolutely true. Ginger has this thing about her, whereas as polished as she is and as poised as she is. And we love her for being that because she's been that ever, you know, since we have known her. She's Every always been this episode. And we do enjoy it from her, but it gets to be a bit much and kind of rehearsed. She can't help it, though. It's just... And, like, if that's rehearsal, gosh, it's yeah. good. It's really good, but then you start to see the same thing over and over and over again with her. And even though it's polished and it's poised and it is classic Ginger Minch, it can kind of read like you're not reading the room sometimes. Mm-hmm. I thought that Eureka had. To, I thought that Eureka definitely had it over Ginger. Yeah, I thought that Raja definitely had it over Eureka and Ginger because Raja is somebody's. I believe it was uh, um, Carson Cressley said she knows her body, so she, when she makes these garments, and by the way, shout out to her doing the season of purple because Mama did purple in every shade mm-hmm. all of this season, and everything looked different. 
you if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have known that all of it was purple. I just, you know. And she I said she made purple. every single gown. Everything she had, everything she wore this season, she made. Impressive. The girl made a dress in 60 seconds. If anybody, she, if anybody was going to win, other than Kylie, it was going to be Roger. I'm going to be honest. I almost feel like Raja outlipsing Kylie. But because Kylie recovered from that fall so well. Well, yeah. They had to get her that. If you weren't paying attention to that fall, you wouldn't have known that that was a fall. Oh, it was going to be. It was going to be ugly. If she would have failed, oh, man. It wouldn't have been no recovering because she'd have literally cracked her face. That's one of the best recoveries I've ever seen in my life. And that's the reason why she won. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I I got respect for Kylie being the winner as Drag Race. I really do. I I, I got respect. I'm not mad I could have seen it being the nod going to Raja. But I I, I, I could respect it being Kylie. I could have respected actually any of these four ladies. Oh, yeah. All four of these ladies are phenomenal. This is this is drag at its finest. And the crazy part about it is they had new school drag, they had old school drag, they had camp drag, and they had um they had glamour drag all in one. That's what the top four is supposed to look like. Everybody is different, everybody brings their own zhuzh. This was an amazing season of drag. Oh God! I, I I was very very pleased. Well, I want to um, see them when they go on tour. Oh yeah, we, we definitely. It, it, as soon as we know it's safe outside, I don't want to go, go back to Vegas so I can see them at the Flamingo. I think the Flamingo probably be first on our list. I'm just saying. Um, like a shout out to um Kylie Sonique Love for winning RuPaul's Drag Race. She is this season six winner. Um, we are gonna take a quick pause for the cause, and um, we'll be back with Raising Canaan season one, episode eight, The Cost of Business. We'll be right back. Oh, shit. sorry, y'all, we're back. Uh, um, with Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, uh, Season One, Episode Eight: The Cost of Business. Whew, okay. Um, this episode was a lot. Uh, um, hmm. I kind of just really want to go down the episode as it played because this entire episode is one day. It is. Let's do it. Um, all right. So, Kanan, uh, uh, no. And Juke. Yes. Kanan and Juke um, start out at um, Nicole's funeral. And when they go to the funeral, um, they go in or whatever, and her parents, like her, 
her father is more like kind of okay, like okay, Laverne, like you need to leave, like you can't really be here. And he, you, it felt to me, I don't know how you feel about it, that he was trying to get her to go before his wife saw her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was trying to do it gently. Yeah. I get a feeling that he don't really got a problem with you or her relationship that she had with his daughter. Yeah, I agree. The wife that way. And he he was kind of stuck in the middle. He was just kind of stuck in the middle of it. And you kind of get this feeling that he feels bad for you. Mm-hmm. He really feels bad for her because you know she's gone through something really traumatic. That's her girl, like you know what I'm saying. Like just the way he would be devastated if anything happens to his wife is trash of a Karen as she is. Um, he still understands what Juke is going through because not only is that his daughter, he, that girl loves his daughter. Uh huh. He he understood why they were there. He wasn't mad. He was more mad at the fact that his wife was going to come pitching a bitch. And well, she did. And she did. And, you know, Juke So Juke and Kane so end up leaving or whatever. And when they leave, um, she's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and shake it by myself for a few seconds. So she shake it, right? And when she shake it, she go to, to Lauren House. Sorry. Um, Oops, she goes to um to Nicole's house and she waits for her parents to get back and she waits for them to leave. When she leave in, of course, she break in. And um she goes in and she's just kind of looking around her room and stuff like that. And she finds the tape that they had did at the mall. Or then, you know, basically doing like a star search video. Like we used to do back back in the day before y'all kids had TikTok and all that old shit. So, um, while she's there and she watches the video, and it is heartbreaking. It to me, I I was I felt so bad for Jude. It was heartbreaking. Um, she I think she she cried herself to sleep, I believe, or mm-hmm. like this like this day, and she wakes up and she realizes where she is, and she. She just can't take herself away from the space because, you know, she's heartbroken. Well, next thing you know, you see her dad come up. And when her dad comes up, this is when it's solidified that it has nothing to do with Juke. He feels bad for her. We know he feels bad for her because he comes up and he was like, oh, my God, you got to get out of here. Um, you got to get out of here. I didn't know it was you. Mm-hmm. Then here come the wife. And she like, you killed my daughter. She got this shit from hanging around you and yada yada. And she throws the blue vial to Drew. Laverne. To Laverne. I always call her Laverne when she with them. Yeah, because that's Laverne. That's not Jukebox. Jukebox, that's who be around um, Famous and Kanan sometimes. But she do turn into Laverne with Kanan because that's, that's they could. Um, but then well, the, the, the hard persona, like I'll, you know, what I'm saying I ride trucks and getting them saying polo and all this other shit. Like that's jukebox. You're absolutely right. In that house with that girl, she was Lauren. 
people. Um, but let's rewind a bit because that was basically everything that happened with you, with the exception of the end of the episode. Well, in the meantime, between time, you got Kane goes back to the crib, and when he's on the way on his way back to the crib, there is a family meeting between Uncle Lulu, as usual, and uh, Uncle Marvin. So, Rock is kind of explaining how what's going on out here, like where is it coming from, yada, yada, yada. Uncle Marvin immediately got this shook-ass look on his face. Like, oh shit, she about to start asking questions, and I ain't a great liar. So, he like, all right, well, she like, well, just go figure out what the fuck is going on, you know what I'm saying? And when he leaves, Rock then immediately asks Lulu, hey, tell me that story about what happened with you and Unique again. I just need to know. So, she like, oh, first of all, I'm not gonna keep telling you the same shit over and over and over again. And she just kind of goes, yeah, but I need to, I need to hear it one more time. Just, I just wanted to make sure that your loyalty, you know what I'm saying, was where it needed to be. And you know, he goes and just be like, bitch, listen, you're my sister, but more importantly, I'm about to bag. So uh, you can give all these bullshit questions to another motherfucker because it ain't me. I said what the fuck I said. I told you what the fuck I told you. Either you gonna believe it or not. Next case. I respect it. No, no complaints here. Saw that happen. Next thing you get to is um, you see the um, Latin lady, and I can't decide if she if she's Puerto Rican or Mexican or another derivative oh, of Spanish. So here. what I'm going to do is I'm going to call this young lady a Latin young lady. And splits to her, and she in the crib with her abusive husband. And I believe she's serving him breakfast. Mm-hmm. And in the breakfast, she's boiled some hot water that she threw on that motherfucker face. She runs out of the house and into the garage. And in the garage is Raquel. And blew this motherfucker head back. All I could say was good on you. I knew she was going to do that. I knew she was going to do that. She picked her. She was just waiting for the nod. She picked her. Yep. She picked her because of her brother. Yeah, she picked her because of her brother. But when she found out the situation that she was in, she used it to her advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. She knew what it was. Cool. And then thereafter, um, she leaves from Shorty. I have to show you the play, the, the, uh, a, a grand uh, Oscar winning award performance of her husband dying. Okay. She get in the car, she drive off. Well, Detective Howard pull up on her. What happened with Detective Howard is they found out about the blue vials that's killing the, the crackheads or whatever. And um, in that, they like the, the, the uh, what is the name? Burke is like, hey, we need to, you know, we need to get the word out. Da, 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 this is killing people. Like, yeah, yeah. And Detective Howard was like, no, the fuck we don't. I need I need to figure out what the fuck is going on because guess what? Rock and Unique ain't gonna have no shit out here like this. This can't be from them. So in that, he like, let me let's go, let me go, let me go ask a few questions before we start turning, you know, state's evidence. You're doing the most white lady, come on. 
So they ended up finding this young man at the strip club with this tiny little white lady that was dancing on the pole that was about as big as she was. And um, he ends up taking these pieces of paper and he kind of cons this boy to come outside and have and give him give up his name. Well, he ends up saying that Kanan, Kanan gave him the drugs and da 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 And she's like, wait a minute, Kanan, start? Oh, fuck. Let, well, we need to go get this little motherfucker. He like, no, 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 Detective Power. Let me make a stop before you get all Detective Inspector Gadget in this motherfucker. Let me use the pamphlet. So he gonna meet up with Rock. He like, Rock, my son, you need to tell him that, one. And he need to stop going around here believing that his daddy wasn't his daddy. So that's when Rock tells him, well, listen, that's real cute and all, but uh, I already knew that that, um, that man wasn't his daddy because he was gay. I was his beard. So I already knew it wasn't for him because I wasn't fucking him. I knew it was your baby. I just didn't tell you. I want to put a pause right there. He said he was left-handed. Yeah, she said he was left-handed. And I didn't catch it at first. I was like left handed. Oh, 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 right. That's some 90s shit right there, man. That is some 90s shit. Uh, she was like, Y'all know this beard. What you want me to tell you? And I knew. So, what you want? He want to know his son. That's what he want. But the reason why he want to know his son because his son can save his life. Potentially. Potentially. <coughs> um, it's not 100%, but it's his best bet. But what he does tell uh, Rocky is, you do know Kane, I can arrest Kane right now for seven murders because of that bullshit he got out here on the street. And that's when Rocky finds out that the vials came from Kane. This is where shit get tricky. Uh, this is where she get tricky. Because I want to know, would you have done that to this extent? Um, so Kanan on his way back from leaving, um, from from leaving Duke, and when he gets there, Rocky is there, and she asks him, "So when was you gonna tell me that you had this shit out here killing these crackheads? Because the police came to me." Because of your ass. And I can't fucking trust you. Because you always out here moving in ways that I didn't tell you to move. I can't fucking trust you. So when she's like, but you can trust me, you know what I'm saying? You put me in this game, yada, 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 boo, boo, boo. And she's like, "Uh, first off, I've been out here protecting you. Because see, when you're dumbass, you and your friends went and and shot up Buck 20. And the next thing you know, they was going to come shoot your ass. I had to make a fucking decision. I killed your fucking friend. Because it was either you or him. And I decided it was going to be him. You don't know what the fuck is going on around you. That's your fucking problem. You think you know and you really don't. This is the reason why I ain't put you on, really. I hear you make some big ass mistakes. Like you talk about Uncle Marvin. Y'all yes. niggas must wear the same size shoe. Man. Mm. 
Next thing it cuts to is um, Rocky go to the project where Uncle Marvin is overseeing the project. And she, he in there talking about, hey, we need to get this stuff done in two weeks, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, Rocky come in, she's like, everybody out. Everybody out. And she asked him, so you care explaining to me how you thought it was a great idea to be selling my son's product or even having it out on the street. What makes you think that was a great idea? What makes you think it was a great idea? Well, he had a good plan, yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah, thanks to you and his good plan, because you know so fucking much. He almost got knocked for eight counts of murder because of your ass. So I tell you what. Our business relationship is done. I don't ever want to see your ass again. I don't want to ever talk to your ass again. I don't want to hear nothing from your ass. I promise you, my nigga, I could fucking kill you and I'm choosing not to. So in that was when she ends up telling Kanan too that, hey, you want to know the real reason why Marvin ain't really out here running shit? Yeah. Because, the, because when Marvin was, because the, and the reason why Marvin was, was was locked up and um and Juke was here for the first guy know how many years of her life, that motherfucker got not locked up. But the reason why he got locked up is because that motherfucker was so high. He was selling and dealing and, and taking his own shit. That motherfucker was arrested high as fuck. He didn't even know he had gotten arrested. So no. I don't fucking trust him in the fucking game by himself. He can't run the game by himself he because he used to he do this tried shit. To sell a police officer, of course, and yeah. I, yeah, sir, I've been high. I'm high right now. I've never been so fucked up that I tried to sell somebody. What? I like that ain't nothing but them white people drugs. Stay out there. That they make some sense in there. Do we have to go back over the last episode? You know they put P in that, right? Ugh. I'm just letting you know they put P in that. Ugh. So, heads up. You're literally putting somebody's piss up your nose. It ain't just baking soda in that motherfucker. Just saying. All of this shit, Kanan don't know. But see, and I equate this to just parenting, especially 90s parenting. You don't need to know everything. You are a child. And there's no reason for you to be in grown folks' business. So even though Rock was out here doing shit, and you knew she was a drug dealer, she couldn't tell you everything about it because it ain't none of your business. Nah. Now here your ass go. And we Marvin had a rough ass fucking day. Ooh, rough. Marvin had Marvin had the cold man, but Marvin had a long day. So it cuts from that to Marvin in, in at the at the at the club. And uh he fucking that little girl Tony. But now he need the money that he done fronted her. But he know damn well not to tell this bitch anything in his office. Because as he's fucking her, he sees the fucking device 
Well, he's being recorded in there. He saw it. He said, "All right, well, uh, since that, I've gotten that nut off, um, where's my money? Money for what, bitch? Where is my money? Money for what? You, for, what, bitch? Okay, listen, I, I need you to understand that you're so dumb that you are literally fucking the man that put your dog in a damn microwave and cook it. She's literally fucking." Brought you a guard dog the very next day and took him from you. She wasn't treating him right. She wasn't treating him right. Brought the dog home and Rock was like, what the fuck are you doing with this guy? Alright. <laughs> Whatever, nigga. I am so over you. You do dumb shit. But now we know the reason why Uncle Marvin act the way he act. He just can't get this right. And now we know why. He was a crackhead. You'll never get high of your own supply. You broke the car in the room. That's the reason why you went to prison. You need to know everything. I don't have to. It's the parent. I don't have to tell you everything. I don't have to tell you shit. How about that? I ain't gonna tell you nothing. All you need to know is that when you go in the uh, in your in your room and you turn that motherfucking light switch up, I bet you it turned on. And you got clean clothes in your closet, and your your belly ain't growling. That's all you need to fucking know. I can't tell you every fucking thing. Well, after this, um. You know, Marvin is trying to get the fuck out of there, and you see Tiffany in the background, and then you see the camera cut to Tony and the 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 undercovers that put that motherfucking bug in the um in the office. I like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck you gonna do because it looks like you going to jail for intended distribute. Well, yeah, he he's the drug dealer. No, 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 bitch. Right now, he ain't say nothing on this wire other than fucking you. That would incriminate him in any kind of way. You bitch, you on the jail. Which you can't you see Symphony kind of walking off and he like, let me go uh-huh. rock. Uh because some shit is about to happen. Meanwhile, this entire time, Unique is scheming because Unique thinks that Rock is gonna frame him for these uh uh, Kirk Kirk Murray. Murray. Yeah, Kirk Murray. Which he's entirely he's 100% wrong. Because the very first thing she tells Lulu is, no, nah, Unique ain't gonna do that shit because he fucking know better. We don't want death in this fucking, uh, in this business. Because death means that the police are gonna start lurking. And if the police start lurking, it means some heads gonna roll. And if, that, if, if heads gonna roll, that make me that may mean the, the main motherfucker that's keeping us in business, the head honcho, then that motherfucker not only gonna have our heads rolled to save his ass. No, no, no. We don't need that kind of attention. So I know it wasn't unique. Well, unique doesn't think Rocky is the smartest she is. Fine. And has decided to get a little get back, especially with, you know, Lulu, because Lulu. It's kind of disrespectful the other day. I mean, I didn't, I'm not saying that what he said was wrong. It was absolutely right. But it can be taken dis- disrespectful if need be. 
and um, decides to get retaliation on Rock. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and Marvin. Uncle Marvin and Uncle Lulu and you know I call and say I ain't nigga I need you to be ready and he take a sip of his motherfucking uh his motherfucking crown and shit and he said nah nigga I'm off tonight and sets on the couch and then they say you know the Molotov cocktail flies in the window followed by a spray of machine gun bullets to which now Marvin is pulling up down the street because they live next door to each other. That's what everybody... You, you need to know that Marvin and Lulu literally live like right down the street. Yes. And he riding out the block because he's going to go home. Well, he see his brother's house on fire and this motherfucker shooting down the block. So he speeds up and then they see, you know, of course, they start shooting. Uncle Marvin starts... They start shooting at Uncle Marvin. Well, Uncle Lulu is in his house and his house is on fire, my nigga. And... Prize up ends up happening is that Lulu ends up smashing into another car. When he smashes into the other car, the first thing come out of my mouth is Uncle Lulu, get your get your Uncle Marvin, get your ass out of this car and go get Uncle Lulu. So <laughs> get your ass up. I understand you will knock my conscience. That's fine. Go get Uncle Lulu. Because you are just not gonna cut it, sir. He do though. Like this is the best time that he's had in his whole life. We just don't know if Lulu made it. I hate they left it that way. Oh. Oh. Because meantime, between time, while Uncle Marvin is saving Uncle Lulu out the crib, uh, Kanan and Juicebox are sitting at uh, her house, which is literally around the corner, and um, they're talking about what happened with um, with Nicole, and she's like, you know, I don't. I, the, she explains to Kanan that Nicole found the vial that was in my backpack while she was leaving me a note, and she took it, and that's how she died. And she gives Kanan back the little vial or whatever she had in her hand, and you know, Kanan is like, oh my god, you know, and now he's feeling really ultra bad because he feel like he killed the girl, and he like, I don't know what to say. And, I think that dude kind of appeases him too because she says, "Well, you know, listen, I can't blame you. I I don't even know how. To, I'm trying to blame myself. I don't even know how to do that, but I'm trying to. You know, I I just don't even know what to do. I am I'm lost. I'm at a loss. Neither one of y'all fuck. She was an addict. She was using. The moment she that she stole that from Juice. Yeah, she, she already had a pipe though. Yeah, you don't have a pipe in your first time. She's already doing it. Cause she's been doing it since that listening party. Mm -hmm. The moment she took that hit, or that that lace um blunt, it was over with for her. She had she had signed her. She sealed her face right then. That's why I don't like that little chick that be fucking Lulu. She knew what she knew what it was, and she 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 didn't say shit. She let that little girl smoke that joint on that little lace. I didn't really I care think, for her. I didn't care for that. I didn't care for that. I don't like the way she was talking to Lulu this episode. Like, who are you? You know, when she okay, then so Lulu and her at the crib, right? And you know, she's trying to talk business in the bed. See, the one thing you don't ever do, we must, especially with motherfuckers like Uncle Lulu, is talk business in the bed. Because as soon as he get out of the pussy, 
here you go with. So let's talk about how we're gonna get famous, famous. And he looking at her ass like, sweetie, uh, I just busted nut, and we're both feeling great because you bust one too, and I'm just trying to figure out why this conversation has to happen right now. And she does the classic, I'm not got just such a dick move and leaves. Girl, I... Real opportunistic. Bye bye. Let's get the love at the lockup. Huh. Let's see. Let's let me, do I it. Lock up. Uh, oh, unless you had any shout outs or something. I... Nope. Missed. Season three, episode 47. Conned again? No, that's, thank you very much. I, I apologize. You know, I'm going through some things over here. Uh... Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I've been right, going through so... some things for a minute. Woo! So this episode, we got Sean and Sarah. We have Lacey and Shane. We have Amber and Puppy. We have Deontay and Nicole. Am I missing anybody? Christiana and John. Christiana and John. Who you want first? Christiana and John. Let, let, let's get that tragedy out the way real fast. He asked her to marry her while they had on this Bonnie and Clyde bullshit. And she said, yeah. It was the most underwhelming proposal I've ever seen in my life. It was more exciting when he got out of jail, when she got out of jail and he married her on the spot. Like, that was exciting. This shit? You know, if you're going to propose to me like that, then I don't want it. (laughs) Mama just said, yeah, okay, but I need a new ring and I want a big white dress. Boom. I ain't getting married on the back no fucking pickup truck no Indian jacket on again. Joe lying ass flirting with my sister. That's exactly the way she said it, yeah. I need y'all to know that. That's exactly the way she said it. I was like, Them pictures, I I would love to see the proofs of them pictures because she would, mama didn't look happy at all. At all. And she I wasn't looking, she wasn't looking bad. She was looking mad. I don't know if that's the Bonnie and Clyde they were looking for. Oh, I, I, I felt bad for John. I was scared. I was scared because Captain Hook over there and then confessionals with them damn eyebrows. I can't sit. <laughs> I can't stand them. I question these people's judgment a lot. I ain't even gonna hold it. I, I, I don't really know where they get most of this shit from, and it's scary. I don't know why you would think that drawing your eyebrows... And then the motherfuckers is crooked! That's what that pissed me off! One of them was longer than the other one! Girl, they, they sisters, but not twins. I don't even know if them real sisters, them half-sisters. Them, them, bro. them stepsisters. That, that, that wasn't. Mm-mm. Nope. 
Speaking of sisters, Amber and Puppy. I'm not calling her Puppy. Her name is Michelle. Yeah, her name is Michelle. So she goes, so Amber go over to Michelle's house, and I guess that's her nigga that opened the door. And so uh, Michelle come out, and she like, what do you want? Why are you and here? Why are you here? And Amber is like, well, I mean, I can't check on you, my nigga, because ain't nobody heard from you, and your mama worried about you, and all this stuff. Like, we trying to make sure you're good. And Michelle hits up with a line that is so truthful, I couldn't be mad at it. Why do you care? You don't want to be with me. Why are you here? I was just as confused as she is. Why are you there? Why are you here? Uh, to which everybody didn't have an answer. And to which Michelle was like, okay, well, God bless you and your ministry. I hope you had a good time. You and uh, Queen go on and get in the car and uh, have a good day. <laughs> and she said, I had a job until Queen fired me. <laughs> Queen Queen fire just like, <laughs> yeah, but the reason why Queen had to fire you was because you went to these people's house to clean their house and you ended up butt naked in their pool. So, I don't oh, know. National TV. Just tell me you're not moving right. And I don't call for tap on the shoulder for you because you're not really that important to me. I have no shade. It is what it is. Um, who do you want next? Mm. Who do I want next? We got uh, Lacey and Shane. Lacey oh. and Shane. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. This is these people. Lacey and Shane go to the beach for this family day. She complained the whole time that it's cold, but Shane out there with his man braces and shit. And, <laughs> um, you know, they throw the ball around and her friends is geeking her up as they get drunk on these trulies. I just want to pause for the calls and say, trulies are fucking awesome, okay? I'm actually drinking one right now. I love them. And there's no shade to the truly brand. But you do know that this shit is fucking um juice, right? I just need you to know that, okay? So they're getting hyped and amped up off these trulies. And they fucking convince her to go through Shane's phone. I mean... Go through Shane's phone. She finds what she interprets to be an inappropriate conversation between Shane and a client. Oh, she storms off and goes to the bathroom and calls and calls John, her ex boyfriend. The reason why she don't, one of the other reasons why she don't love love lock up in the first place. While she on the phone with John, her dad, who's also his name is John, is talking to Lacey. I'm sorry, is talking to Shane. And basically telling Shane, you know, shit will get off the pot. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? You know, I always see it for Lacey's dad. Yeah. That's the only reason why I like her even being on the show. So I know he's going to show up and show out for his baby. And he every does time. so in every time. Every time. I, and he, but, he come in such a real form all the time that you kind of have to laugh at it. Because it's funny. Cause he be mean. But Lacey is just nauseating. 
You mean to tell me you found that innocuous ass text message and that's your reason for calling John of all people? But you want to accuse man braces of having fucking uh, of having a fucking affair? First off, it ain't like he can really get to. He's pulling too many bitches with that metal in his damn mouth. Ain't too it's many sure. girls want that much metal around their vagina area. So I don't see him going to go fuck with nobody else. You are only motherfucker to fuck with that motherfucker for the next God knows how long. And you don't even want that metal next to your vagina. So I'm just trying to figure out why are we looking for reasons. To be upset. Uh, her girlfriend's like, oh, Lacey has a high sex drive, so if they're not having sex, I know that's a big deal for her. And then Shane goes, it's not that we're not having sex, we're just not having as much. Because I'm having some issues in trying to figure out how I feel about this baby taking up all of your breast milk. I just need to wrap my mind around that for a little bit. Can you give me a minute? <laughs> Girl. These people are nuts. <laughs> I think she is totally just overdoing it. I think she is totally overdoing it, as usual. And then you're going to go talk to of all the people. John. Really? <sighs> Come on now. Lacey, tap on the shoulder. Do better. Do better. Do better. You know, I'm Shane, get on now. Just leave her where she at. Let her be with John. I feel like you saving Deontay and Nicole for the end. So I'm going to go with uh, Sean and Sarah. Is that all right? All right. <laughs> they have to eat one of those uh, make your own pizza bars. And um, Mama is sweating. She is over fucking whelmed. She is overwhelmed. She is. She sees all these toppings. Does not know what to do. Uh and they go sit down, and she based the news to him that she has a six-year-old daughter. She was in prison for six years, so do the math. And uh, he kind of hesitates. And then he kind of starts to grill her. I didn't understand and, that. And, and my head kind of took it to the side a little bit because I said, um, Sean, you she don't doesn't even know how many kids you have. You don't know how many kids you told her you had. And that was the perfect segue for you to say, I understand. I have six kids. But instead, you decided you're going to grill her for not telling you about the daughter. That chipmunk, I don't like it. He's such an asshole to me. So. Oh, every time they show that picture of Destiny, she looks so scary. That overbite was amazing. I ain't never seen nobody. I ain't never seen nobody that small with that big of an overbite. It, was it just looked like every time it looked like she chomped down, every time she bit down, like the, the bottom of her teeth was touching the top of her shoe. I don't know if if people you, you know that there's like a corrective surgery to bring your jaw out. 
so that they look doesn't look. So it made the top know. of her head look so huge. Okay, she couldn't look forward. Let me stop talking about her. She couldn't even afford a pizza. This, then, they get in the car. And they in the restaurant, they talk about pulling over the front in the woods. Now that she didn't tell him that she got a daughter, now she don't want to pull over the front in the woods. As a matter of fact, she she live at all. She, so she started getting weirder and weirder on her. And so uh, she kind of says, okay, well, um, I'm going to go. Um, I need you to pull over in this, which go out. But hey, when you move, when you we pull over in this motherfucker, and my ride come, I'm going to go ahead and get out and you leave. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I understood her, her, her concerns. I just met this person in life for the first time right now. I probably shouldn't take him to the place where my mother lives and my daughter lays her hand. Yeah, but it was still funny. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. Because the way she said like it, time to get. the way she said that shit was so funny that I could see how he could thought that he could think that he being kind again. She, he not, she not, she just protecting herself. Yeah. She's just protecting herself. But she's, if she did call him a psycho. Yeah, well, he is. You know. She wasn't 100% wrong. I ain't gonna say she was wrong. Yeah, she might go. He's, he's very strange. I'm afraid for her. You should really get away from him. I think that she's gonna really find out who he is. And she gonna leave his ass alone, cause I don't think she wanna be bothered with this shit. She not gonna be the one that's gonna be bothered with this shit. Not from the looks of it. So mama said, when we in this parking lot, I need you to leave. I'm gonna get my bag out this pack, and then um, I'm a uh, I'm gonna call you. You don't call me, okay? Then when they pulling out of the parking lot, and he pulled right behind her, mama said, stop the car. Got out and said, sir, didn't I tell you that there was another exit to this parking lot? <laughs> that sent me. That sent me, bitch. I thought she was being a little extra. That sent me. That he was said, don't follow you. He said, he's not going to follow you. You, As long as he don't turn the way you turned, I wouldn't have jumped out on him in that moment. Like, damn, why I gotta go around the monkey's being and there's an exit right here? Like, damn. I'm just trying to make sure you Gucci. But, Sean, you're creepy, so. Yeah. All right, speaking of creepy, this was weird. This is, uh, this is the weirdest. Th- I, okay. I'm gonna try to get through this and hope and pray to God that it makes sense. But it did make sense to me watching it. But I'm gonna. I'm a, what I thought I saw. Deontay said, Deontay go, Deontay and Nicole, this is what we Our good brother, Derek, set Deontay up on a date with this young lady who has all the things that you would look for in a partner. She's beautiful. She has a career. 
She has her own car. And she has her own home. And most importantly, she's never been to prison. And they go on this little, uh, you know, those little, those little boats on the lake where you got to pedal. Like a, you know, on the lake, on the, yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> and they're having this conversation about, you know, of course, Nicole. And as he gets to thinking about her, and he like, I miss her, and I've been trying to call her, and she don't respond, and I'm sorry for too and I'm never going to burn up the pocket pussy no more. And, and listen, all kinds of shit. And he... Let it burn. Sorry. Um, you can say what you want but we really know. He had the bill collectors calling him in the car and shit. <laughs> they gonna and, take it uh, all back. You can afford it. To have you Um. So in this date, where he clearly lies to this young woman. Uh, and tells her that they're going to go on a second date. He then gets in the car and uh, decides that he, the next day, is going to go ride by Nicole's house. But he don't want to talk to Nicole. He wants to talk to her mama. So when he gets there and talks to the mama, he tells the mama, you know, listen, I've been trying to call her. I just really, you know, you're a mama. Maybe you have some better ideas on, you know, how I can try to reconnect with her. I mean, I know I told her that I didn't want to be with her because, you know what I'm saying, she wanted an open relationship and, you know what I'm saying, sex was the issue of it. But I miss her and I really like her and, you know what I'm saying, I'm just trying to kind of try to get, you know, the, that old thing back. To which his, her mom took that as he was there because he wanted to tell her that not together is because they didn't have sex. I don't know why she took that interpretation on it at all. Okay. So she very that, clearly that, said it's so not about So that about is what sex. I saw. So that, that is yeah. what I saw. He went into the saying, while I would like to have sex with her, I haven't. And because of that, that's the reason why I'm here. Because I genuinely like her. And I want... And not I'm just about, about sex. And it has nothing to do with sex, because we haven't done that. She then takes that and takes it back to Nicole. Nicole then takes that information and takes it back to Tia. But that's not what he said. It's not. Now, Tia's pissed off. Come on, she, she needs to see about this young man. Nicole, you you might be a, a handsome young gentleman, but no no no, you're rolling now. You, you ain't gonna be out here rolling and thumping. Now you're doing too much. Nicole is trying to get <laughs> Nicole is trying to get Tia to be okay with her using Deontay as a sugar daddy, so again. that she don't have to work again. And Tia is like, uh, no, bitch. You take your ass to this interview. Get a job. Get a job. For real. So there's got to be a reason why he on there. So mm. I don't see. I don't. 
my tap on my excuse me. It wasn't my. It's not a tap on the shoulder. It's not an altar call either. It, it's just come on in this pastor's office, Mama uh, Nicole, because I do like you because you check Nicole when she's wrong. We've seen you do it. But I'm confused on how he said that it wasn't about sex. Did you turn that into something about sex and then take said sex talk back to your sex-crazed daughter? I'm confused. So help me understand that. That's why I I can't bring you to the altar. I can't give you a tap on the shoulder. I got to bring you in the office. I asked you this question. Help me make that make that make sense. I think the problem is because Deontay is so creepy. She just heard the worst. But that ain't what he said. That's not what he said. But the same token. I don't know why he went there. Why he would want to talk to her mother about of all people them not being together. Like I agree with mom when she said that. Like, why was you there? Yeah, that part I understood. That part I I, I fully understood. What I didn't understand was. She was pissed off from the time he walked up. Yes, she was. Like, he didn't even have to say anything to her. I I ain't mad at it, though. Why are you coming to my home? I didn't invite you over here. I'm not going to talk to you about my daughter. Like, what are you doing? This is dumb. Oh, I understood why she was upset. But... I also, excuse me, felt like she was a little bit too upset. You were so upset that you literally took everything he said and made it and turned it against him. And in this situation, he didn't deserve that. Maybe not. In this situation, even though was he wrong for showing up at your house? Absolutely. Unannounced? Hell yeah. Do you have every right to look at this motherfucker? Absolutely. All of that is true. I can't take that from you. But he went over there with genuine intentions. He wasn't trying to be you know disrespectful He's just weird. He's just weird. Like even a little young lady he went out with. Um, what was her name? The Crystal. The Crystal. She was like, you know, the application was a little, you know, it was a little awkward, but you know, I guess I give him another shot. Do you have any shout outs and or altar calls? I already gave my 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 pass. Office. I just need to know why you thought that was okay. Deontay get enough smoke. So I, I didn't really see it for him catching that one because that ain't nothing to do with him. 
I don't have no articles, no taps on the shoulders or nothing. I did have one little shout out, just one. Okay. And it it goes to the, the camera crew at We TV. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the episode where y'all did a close up on Deontay's stock rim. And y'all filmed that second like he was pushing a boo guy. Y'all be out here like trying to make people like self-esteem blossom. Cause you can see that Deontay think he really like big shit pushing this little ass price to 200 or whatever. Look, y'all. Don't encourage him. He don't need no help. We are talking about the nigga that made a cast for a pocket pussy and set that bitch away and pushed it down the river and gave it a warrior (laughs) send-off. She did have to go to war, though. She did. She took endured a lot on the battlefield, and she deserved her rest. So I'm sure that motherfucker just humped on that pocket pussy excessively. Lord have mercy. God bless that pocket pussy. And and I, you know, okay, maybe I'm asking the wrong questions, but we finna get out of here, I promise y'all. Maybe I'm asking the wrong question, but why is his called a pocket pussy when technically that pussy can't fit in his pocket? That's a life-size doll. It wasn't a full life-size doll. He couldn't afford that. That's why his pocket pussy had titties. He couldn't afford the whole doll. No, we're not gonna do this. Drop your sister. It's the saddest. It's the saddest pocket pussy I've ever seen. I never, I never even seen one that sad before. Usually, look like a little flashlight. I don't know what that. I don't know where he got that. He probably ordered it off a wish. All right, drop your shit. We're done. Let's get out of here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole with you, ma'am. Nope. I'm not gonna do it. Drop your shit. Shout, out, out, shout out the wish. Shout out the wish to make people's dreams come true. The only little shout out I had was for, for Deontay's shoe collection. Shout out to you knowing good shoes. Other than that, um, I was like, damn, them joints look to me. I think I got those. <laughs> That's about all he can do. I went and looked at one of them crates shoe. out there. I found them. I got some shoes. Don't put them in the dishwasher on top of the dishes either. That's unsanitary. If you put a pair of Jordans in the washing machine, but the dishwasher, my nigga, me and you gonna have a problem. Unsanitary food items that you eat food off of. You should, if you, oh, I can't unsee it. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Drop your shit. It would find me traumatized. I just envision <laughs> him eating like. Whipped cream off the pot. Thank you very much. For the you can find me as Dr. Shady Shay on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Shmuel. Hold on. I traumatized myself. Oh, Jesus. I thought I was hungry for a little bit there, but you definitely ruined that. <laughs> Um, I uh, you can like, do- well, he club cheese. Fuck you. 
You can find me on all social media platforms where you stalk your next ex-boyfriend at Trash Can Tam. You can find us both on the reality page on Facebook at Reality the Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Real I T E A D A P O D. As well as if you have comments, concerns, um, alter calls, or taps on the shoulders or shout outs of the episode, those can be emailed to us at Real I T E A D A P O D at gmail.com. Um, there are a few things that are about to come to end for us. Power Book has two episodes left. Um, a few shows are about to kind of start wrapping up. We've already like my aunt, uh, drag races out. Atlanta's so. on its way out. Drag race is on its way out. Drag you know, the out. kind of people that we see, we gonna keep us in contact with this life after lockup. But then we're gonna get um next month. Insecure, yeah, and um, that queen show. I wonder what we're gonna get the paint. I thought we said we were gonna do the cover the paint before the paint. I don't What's know when they're coming down in the valley with a girl getting naked. I don't know, but we're, we're gonna have to cover season one before we cover season two. Um, and I'm all for that because I can, I can always watch the paint. Oh. <laughs> But we'll see when things are coming out and just kind of keep you guys abreast on what we're doing. Um, other than that, listen, I'm tired. Um, and I'm exhausted. And this has been another episode of This has been another episode of Reality the Podcast. Y'all go do something. Um, oh, no, no. Oh.